When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Gophers Sports Network, from Learfield, live from Tipsy Steer and High Pines on County Road C in Snelling, welcome to Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Also brought to you by Tipsy Steer and High Pines, located at County Road C in Snelling, proud sponsor of Gopher Football, and by Cub, the official grocer of Gopher Athletics. Now, Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. Here's the voice of the Gophers, Mike Grimm. All right, we're off and running one more time. And man, what a a great day it is. Everyone here looking great in their maroon and gold. Mike Grimm along with Justin Gard and the head coach, P.J. Fleck. It is Gopher Football Weekly with the head coach. And uh, coming off of a 30 to nothing shutout win out in the mountains, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, How about that, coach? That was uh, quite a game. Uh, You had to be awfully proud of uh, what your guys did that day. Uh, Very proud of them. Yeah, I appreciate that. First of all, I just want to thank everybody. Thank you. We just want to thank everybody who made the trip out there, everybody who watched us. Uh, that was a heck of a crowd. I mean, a, a third of the stadium was all maroon and gold, and that was really special to see coming off the field. And you don't know how much that means to our team. You know how much that means to our coaching staff. Uh, we have the best fans in the country. So I just want to say thank you very much for your loyalty, and, and thanks for coming by. So that was a lot of fun. I had never been out to Boulder, never been to that place. It's pretty beautiful out there. It is. <laughs> it's hard to be able You want to be, keep game face and not say it's cool or anything like that. And you're kind of in the stadium looking. You got, the, you got all the old brick, and then you got the mountains, and you're kind of sitting there going, this is really beautiful. But I can't say it's really beautiful. So, uh, But really proud of our guys. Gave a great performance. But like I said after the game, uh, I really mean it. There's a lot of meat left on the bone. Um, special teams can be a lot better. Defensively, we could have been a lot better. Offensively, we could have finished drives. So there's so much more that we need to improve on. Uh, today, we had a really good practice and just keep getting better from week to week. That's what I love about this team. They just they want to get better. And that's all you can ask of young people is do they want to get better? And they want to get better. Can't promise always the outcome everybody wants, but they get better every single week. And that's very difficult to do. You wanted to contain their quarterback. You were able to. What was the key to keep him in the pocket like you wanted to? Yeah, we, we always embrace our past to create our future. So we've got to be able to learn from the first two games. So the second game against Miami, Ohio, we were rushing past the quarterback. And, and then there were, it, was, it was opening up more running lanes for the quarterback to be able to step up, scramble. And that's what number 12 did for Colorado, though, for the first few games, is he was able to scramble, go everywhere. So we had to eliminate those running lanes for him. And then we had to be able to make sure that we got off blocks. And when he did, we were able to get around him and get sacks. And if we didn't get sacks, we got a lot of quarterback hurries and he got the ball, the hand, his hand so fast. Uh, and we were able to, you know, get some incompletions in there as well. 
Uh, and then when they tried to run the football, that was the main objective was to stop the run first. And I thought our guys did a really good job of that. I thought the game plan was well thought out, uh, well executed on defense. Uh, but again, like I said, there, there's so much more meat left on the bone. That's not just coach speak. We tell them exactly what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. Uh, and what we're talking about when we talk about meat left on the bone. So a lot of things we'll probably discuss. But um, again, got to victory. We're one to know in Colorado season. That's that's all we wanted to do. It's kind of fun, too, to see even within the game how, uh, you know, guys can learn or adjust. And I mean, this, uh, when you think back, the first two sack opportunities, he escaped. Right. And right. I'm thinking, oh, man, this might be a long day. And then from that point on, the second boy, a Mafe and Thomas Rush and those guys got their mitts on him. The guy was going down. So it was, uh, you know, they even in game made an adjustment, which is fun. To see. Well, that's very, very negative thinking, Grimmy. <laughs> no, no. It's, well, uh, I'm sure you were calm and collected when you saw. The oh, absolutely. Two, yeah, I, mean, I, I was I was cool as a cucumber, man. I was, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Let him run around. Uh, no, it, you know, he's a very good player, and he's a, he's a young player. He's going to be a very talented player. I, I'm not sure when we play Colorado again at home. but Next year? Yeah, well, he's going to be back next year. So he, he's, <laughs> he's going to make a lot of improvements, and they're a really good football team. Don't forget that defense, you know, held Texas A&M to three points until the final minute, uh, who's a really high-powered offense. So it uh, doesn't promise us anything in the future. we got to earn everything that we get. But that was the main objective was to, was to shut down number 12 the best we possibly could, and and uh, I thought we executed that. Boye got to him a couple times. We know a lot about him. Thomas Rush got to him a couple times as well. We don't know, unless you watched the spring game a couple of years ago, and I think he had a pick six uh, in the indoor, one of the times we had to move it. <laughs> Not sure a lot of people maybe would have seen uh, him make splash plays, so that was really his first big, impactful couple of moments. How has he kind of come along now a couple of years in? Well, I, I, if you guys remember, I, I, I said that I really like coaching this football team. They're, they're a fun team to coach, and I think everybody immediately equal, translates that to oh we're going to be undefeated we're going to win all these games that's not what i mean i mean i mean these guys want to get better they compete with each other not against uh it's truly a team a well-connected team who really wants each other to succeed it's a very selfless team uh and a lot of times as a head coach you're fighting that selfish part because you're the one that's in control of the depth chart there's only so many you know so many players that can play at one time there's one football uh and so you, you're constantly feeling you know those those types of egos and you don't have to do that with this football team whatsoever. Thomas Rush is a great example of that. Plays the exact same position as Boye Mafe. And, and Boye didn't play exactly his greatest uh, over the first two games. And it was, it was, it was well documented in our team meeting on those Sundays. And what I love about Boye, he responded in a very positive way and go back out and get better. Didn't put his head down, didn't sulk, went back out, got better, got better with Thomas Rush, and they both had two sacks. So when you're making your teammates better and the, the attention's off of you and you put it on somebody else, your life's going to be better, your, your, your football's going to be better, you're going to make more plays, and you're going to be like, wow, how'd that happen? Because you truly took the selfishness out of you and gave the attention to somebody else. And that, that's really what it was. Uh, Thomas Rush has only played the position two years. Last year was his first time playing the Rush position, which is kind of an outside backer in a 3-4, but we're a 4-3 team. So he's really that, that extra uh, defensive end, the Carter Coughlin of our defense. He, he's that position. So very selfless individuals. They had a really good game, and now they got to change their best and play better this week. And he, um, I know comparisons uh, steal your joy. I've heard someone say that at a time or two over the years. Um, so I'm not trying to compare him to Carter Coughlin. You brought that up. But he, he, <laughs> but, but he had a similar Thanks. transaction. He came in as a linebacker, right? And then you moved him to that, that spot. And obviously, you'd love to see similar results as he goes forward in his career. Well, a lot of high school defensive ends, uh, you know, that can really run. Maybe they're 210, 215 pounds. They're probably going to be a little small on the edge. Uh, at the Big Ten level to play, but they might have a role as a linebacker or vice versa, right? Uh, and, you know, Carter Coughlin was a guy that played linebacker in high school, but when we actually put him at linebacker when we had him when I first got here, it just didn't come as natural to him. And I felt like, why are we sitting here taking a square peg into a round hole if it's not that natural and he might not see the movements? Uh, and we got him closer to the line of scrimmage, and the closer to the line of scrimmage we got him, the better he played. So that's why we moved Carter to R. That's why Boyer's playing R. That's why Thomas Rush, he was a running back in high school. Uh, when you can kind of let those guys just pin their ears back and play, uh, they're pretty good and they can use their athleticism. Justin Wally got a huge look as well. My favorite play was the punt return where he, he misses the tackle, falls on the ground, ends up having to uh, still make the tackle because the, the receiver, I think, came back into him. He seems like he's going a million miles a minute at all times. I mean, he seems like exactly what you thought you were getting. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, uh, the freshman class that's here, I never met. Uh, they never came to campus. We never got a chance to meet them. 
uh, and he's from Mississippi, and he had a lot of offers. This is Mr. Mississippi in the highest class of high school football in the state of Mississippi. So the best player in the state uh, comes to the University of Minnesota with a lot of options, including Mississippi State, where his brother plays. And uh, mom has maroon cowbells for Mississippi State. She got a whole house full of them, right? But she didn't have to change. She's just the only one with cowbells maybe in our, in our crowd that are still maroon. She just has to change the M when she's supporting them. But he's a very talented football player. We actually use the example of what he did in terms of what we call how plays, which are just resilient plays, effort plays that we show our team of what the standard is all the time. Uh, he, he's going to be a really special player. He's already playing as a true freshman. He can play nickel. He can play safety. He can play corner. We really like him at the corner position. And, you know, he's a young player. He's going to make mistakes here and there. But those are uh, some of the growing pains we're willing to deal with because he's such a talent. Certainly we, we have more guys to talk about, more of this game. We'll look ahead as well. It's homecoming week. We'll preview that. Um, but I wanted to wrap up. Guardsy knows I'm always uh, infatuated with the crowd and the, the crowd noise and all the fans that were there. I thought it was a pretty special scene. I tried to recreate it a little bit for those that weren't there. Um, I'm sure there were some folks here in the restaurant that were out there. But uh, as you guys go into the locker room, your tunnel entrance was basically where the visiting allotment of tickets was. And I think going in, people were like, hey, there might be 5,700 people out there everyone I talked to is going I'm gonna say there were 10 or 12 right mm -hmm. I mean don't you yeah. think I yeah mean, definitely it was amazing but what was that moment like when the game was uh, winding down uh, you had imposed the will there was no longer any you know there was no doubt that the game was there and basically you know it was 90 degrees all the Colorado fans were getting out of the heat and it was just gopher fans and gophers and then that end as you're going into the locker room well, first of all, what a fun place to go travel to, right? Uh, I mean, it's very different than where we live. And I think anytime you, as a fan, you get a chance to go to special places. I think that's what college football is all about. And you get a chance to go to Boulder. And I'm sure you stayed there multiple days and spread that maroon and gold around to those bars and restaurants in that area. <laughs> so, uh, but what I, what I saw was our fan base appreciating how our players played. The, w the win is great, right? Um, we always want to win. But what I saw was an appreciation from our players to our fans, our fans to our players, and it was more like everybody coming together in a foreign place uh, to appreciate each other. And that, that's hard to find. Uh, and we want to make sure that, and I didn't tell our players to do that. Uh, this is just our players loving our fans, loving the, the atmospheres they get to go play in. Uh, we prepared really hard for the elements this week. Uh, not only with the altitude, with the science and the medical team, giving us all the knowledge to be able to adapt practices, sleep, all that stuff that we do, but also the crowd noise and making sure like Daniel Lift, our DFO, went out early in the summer and, and went out there and took pictures of the place so they knew exactly what it would look like, the 5,333 feet or whatever it is, what the actual science is behind that. Not sure if everybody knows. We're at 955 feet here in Minnesota. So we actually have elevation here. So I think that's why we were able to handle it so well. But... <laughs> Uh, I'm just so thankful for all of our fans. Uh, it really was a special trip. It's one game, uh, but I like to celebrate those moments because when you're in a competitive industry, sometimes you don't appreciate those moments enough, and it just passes you by, and you never stop to look at what you're doing. Uh, I'm not one of those play people that say, if you stop to look what you're doing, you're going to get passed. You have to celebrate those moments. Who taught me that? Ms. Heather Fleck, because I used to be one of those people, and and. And part of that is being able to stop, enjoy that moment that you're talking about. And we want our players to do the same thing. And then Sunday, we'll get right back to work. As a coach, what is that feeling like? Because it really doesn't, in conference play especially, it doesn't happen a lot for a lot of programs. And this wasn't a conference game, but it was a couple of power fives where there comes a point in the game where you have imposed the will, uh, you've dominated the game, and now you know it's, you know, okay, let's put some reserves in, get some time. What's that feeling like knowing uh, you know, and trying to keep all respect to the opposition, but knowing that you've thoroughly dominated them and you can uh, kind of, you know, unbuckle the belt, so to speak. Well, it's really hard to unbuckle the belt, uh, first of all. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I didn't see him unbu unbuckling any belt when the reserves were in here's from what, my vantage point. Here's what's really hard is that, you know, I've, head coaches get too much credit when you win and too much blame when you lose. But as a head coach, I've been the worst head coach in America. Okay, I've been in the, I've been in the very, very dark place of losing. And being 1-11 changes everything. You should have to do that. <laughs> and everybody should have to do that one time. Because I think it makes you go one of two ways. It really makes you truly learn and grow and never take anything whatsoever for granted. And maybe that's the way I am, the way, why I am the way I am, is because it, I was so bad. At least, you know, from the outside looking in. Um, and 
when you're playing a game, you always think somebody can come back. My greatest fear is that. Now up 30 to nothing with two minutes and someone comes back on us. <laughs> uh, and I know that's, we all laugh. That is the, that's what keeps me up all the time, as well as a hundred other things. But when, you, when you've been that bad, and you, you have a respect for the game, and you have a respect for making sure that the game's well within hand before you do that. And I think it's more respectful to do it that way than put the reserves in too early. Uh, and again, reserves meaning the guys that are going to play in the future. Now, we did get guys in there, but our, our offensive and defensive coach will tell you, Coach, I'm going to put this on. So, no, you're not. There's 10 minutes to go, Coach. I think, nope, don't talk to me about it. We're still playing. We're rolling. And it's not to score more points. Uh, it's never been that way. Uh, it's to make sure the game's in hand, and I, we can control the game the way we need to do to make sure you have the win. So that's what's in my mind in the final few minutes, um, in case anybody's wondering. How, how is the, the fine line there, then, the balancing act uh, in, all right, we're a developmental program. You want to get some of those guys' yep. experience while... The, the bullets are flying, so to speak. Practice is one thing. A game's total. Even like Zach Annex did, even handing the ball off is yeah. valuable for him. Uh, he hasn't played since 18. Right? So what, what's that fine line between we're going to, nope, it's four minutes, it's 30 points, I'm still holding off to, yeah, I would like developmental to, I would like to tell you exactly where that cutoff <laughs> line is, but it changes every single game. <laughs> and it changes who's going in. Uh, our defense only played 40 snaps. Okay, right. so, so part of the defensive thought process for me was we only, we're, we're, at the, we're at 40 total snaps. People keep a running total of how many snaps we actually have, and when I ask, they, they give it to me, and that goes into that. And there are only 40 plays. So when you think about it, they really, we get more than that, and we get double that in practice, triple right. that practice. Right. So I wanted them to keep playing, to one, have them stay in shape, but two, you know, I, Again, the shutouts are important. They're important <laughs> right. for camaraderie. I mean, we haven't had that since 1977 with a Power 5 shutout on the road. I mean, that's a long... I was minus three years old. So... <laughs> um, but to, that's true, right? So yeah. you want to be able to do some things like that when you have an opportunity that can really bring people together mm -hmm. and, um, and, and create something really special as you move forward, the best you possibly can as a coach. So there's a lot of things that go into your mind uh, with that decision-making, but it's never to, to rub it in. I mean, you see all, all of us go into victory formation and take a knee on the one-yard line. It's never, I've never done that as a coach, ever, and never will. But I want to make sure the game's in hand, too, because that's my greatest fear for me and you. <laughs> and because, for me, because of you. So, <laughs> All right. Well, there's a, that, that, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. And it was a fun week, that's for sure. And it capped off with that big 30 to nothing shutout win. Uh, let's take our first break. We'll come back. It's homecoming week. We'll talk about that. We have some more players to talk about as well. Also want to thank our friends at Sunbelt Business Advisors. They should be on your team's roster if you're buying or selling a business. And there's never been a better time to sell than right now. So get your Sunbelt no cost confidential business valuation today here's how you do it you visit sunbeltminnesota.com and they've been a longtime sponsor here of our go for football weekly with pj fleck there uh, always here at the table we appreciate your support uh, uh, by gopher fans at sunbelt business advisors let's take a break this is go for i'll just say yeah. thank you sorry <laughs> sorry thank you yes you can give them a round of applause as we take the break this is go for football weekly with pj fleck from learfield Golden Gopher football returns to Huntington Bank Stadium this Saturday at 11 a.m. to host Bowling Green in the 2021 homecoming game. Tickets and more information are available at gophersports.com. There's a reason why more people choose Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota for their Medicare plan. With access to 96% of doctors and hospitals in the state, you have coverage you can trust from a partner you can count on. You also have a variety of plans to choose from, with options like $0 premiums, travel benefits, and acupuncture coverage. Some include perks such as silver sneakers, dental, and more at no extra cost. To find the plan that's right for you, visit bluecrossmn.com gophers. As generations of Gopher sports fans know, seasons change and years move by quickly. But for Old Dutch, one thing is consistent. A commitment to providing taste sensations for many generations of hometown fans. As it has since its start, the Old Dutch iconic windmill rotates on. And with every turn, new flavors are discovered. Like the new Dutch Crunch Party Packs, the number one kettle chip in the Twin Cities. Now available in larger size bags. Perfect for every big game. For every generation and new taste sensation, we're proud to say Old Dutch quality lives here. 
Guarantee yourself a Minnesota maroon and gold win when you sell your business with Sunbelt Business Advisors. Sunbelt Business Advisors is a local alumni-owned company and a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. As Minnesota's largest seller of companies, Sunbelt Business Advisors should be on your team if you're selling your business. And there's never been a better time to sell your business than right now. Contact Sunbelt Business Advisors at sunbeltminnesota.com for a free confidential business valuation and to sell your business. Gopher fans, check out the brand new spot for Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. The Tipsy Steer in High Pines in Roseville is a great place to watch the games with a large outdoor space to eat, drink, and hang out with your friends. Check this place out. Locally owned refreshing beverages and food sourced from area farmers serving up menu favorites like bacon lollipops and armadillo eggs. The sassy menu also features brick oven pizzas and acclaimed burgers. Tipsy Steer in High Pines in Roseville, County Road C and Snelling in Roseville or online at tipsysteer.com. Go Gophers! Fight the flu and get a free flu vaccine at Cub Pharmacy today. Flu vaccines are available during all pharmacy hours with no appointment necessary. Talk to your Cub Pharmacist about getting your free flu shot today. Flu shots are free with most insurance. Some restrictions apply. Did you know Cub also offers a variety of other immunizations, including pneumonia, shingles, tetanus, COVID, and more. Talk to your Cub Pharmacist or go to cub.com backslash pharmacy to learn more. My Cub, my way. Local Minneapolis ticket seller Ticket King offers those hard-to-get tickets for events all over. Purchase tickets with confidence for your favorite local sports teams, concerts, and theater performances. Visit TicketKingOnline.com yourself and see how easy it is to purchase tickets to your favorite events both locally and across the country. Ticket King is your 100% guaranteed source for tickets and no surprise fees. Ticket King. If it's here, we're the ticket. Becoming America's best-selling brand means you never settle. Like the Ford F-150, completely rebuilt from the ground up to be smarter and tougher than ever. Or the Ford Bronco Sport, with a legacy that can't be broken. The entire Bronco family is designed, engineered, and built for adventure. Plus, Ford's complete lineup of SUVs gives you the power, style, and space you need for life on the go. Go to buyfordnow.com or contact your local Northland Ford dealer for exclusive offers on the perfect Ford for you. Sales claim based on calendar year sales. When you want to get around gold country safely, securely, and on time, call Carrie Limousine. Carrie is the leader in the business, offering a world-class fleet featuring consistent, reliable service every time. Carrie sanitizes each vehicle before each trip so you can feel confident when your certified driver picks you up. When you're ready to travel, call Carrie Limousine, 612-623-0565, or book online at Carrie.com. That's C-A-R-E-Y.com. Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant DeKalb brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Always read and follow green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Golden Gopher football returns to Huntington Bank Stadium this Saturday at 11 a.m. to host Bowling Green in the 2021 homecoming game. Tickets and more information are available at gophersports.com. Welcome back. It's Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. Mike Graham along with Justin Gard here on the Gopher Radio Network. And, of course, the head coach, P.J. Fleck. Uh, we should mention quickly, Coach, here, uh, you mentioned that 77 Minnesota team that shut out the Illini on the road, last Power 5 shutout. Uh, there was a defensive back on that team named Bobby Weber who's here today. Bobby Weber hey, Bobby. is here. Uh, he was on that 77 team. There we go. And if the last name sounds familiar, yes, Bobby Weber is the father of Adam Weber, the longtime great quarterback who uh, Tanner Morgan's trying to creep in and steal all of Adam's <laughs> w records right now. And uh, I think we're all okay if he does that this year, right? Okay, we're, we're good with that. So, um, but yeah, Bobby Weber here. He uh, yeah, for sure. He had all those, all the passing records, uh, Adam Weber. And uh, he's moved back here now, right? Which is, uh, he was, the last time we saw him guards, he was in Chicago. He came up and spent yeah, some time with us the Northwestern the Northwestern game. game. It was awesome. So there we go. So let's, uh, let's not make... Make it so long between shutouts. How about that? Man, you're, you got it. You got man. the edge out today. Yeah, well, you know you what? Minnesota nice right there. <laughs> 
but it's good. It's good. We're uh, this weekend, maybe, although it's not a power five team, you'd love to do that. Um, a couple of other things. We want to thank the University of Minnesota Bookstore. They are a sponsor of our show as well. And you can discover the area's largest selection of the U of M and Golden Gopher apparel and novelties for fans of all ages. From the latest fashions to traditional favorites, the University of Minnesota Bookstore is your one-stop shop. Visit online bookstore.umn.edu. DU. We're live here from the Tipsy Steer in High Pines each and every week, noon until one live. All right, let's, uh, a couple more follow-ups. Uh, Ken, as a coach, you explain how monumental the difference is at this point of the year, and it, it's just one game, but being two and one as opposed to one and two. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a mountain of difference, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it isn't, but the way our program works is you have one game championship seasons. Uh, you can start 0-3 and, and go win all the rest. I mean, you can start 1-2 and two and win all the rest. You can go 2-1 and one and not win another one. Yeah. Like, that, that is the paranoia you have as a coach. <laughs> and, uh, again, why? Because I was 1-11 before. And um, so you, you take every game and you respect every game and you prepare your hardest for every single game. And I give a lot of credit to our players because they take that mentality every single week. Um, and there's no stone left unturned in our program ever uh, with what we do on the field, off the field. So, uh, you know, no different this week whatsoever. What was it like having Chris Amon Bell back? <laughs> Helpful? <laughs> it was. I, I, you could just tell him being on the field, his leadership, his presence, it, it settled everyone down. Uh, and I think that, you know, he's such a fantastic player, but he's even a better person, a better leader. There were some things that happened in the game. Not sure if you saw some of the things by some of the young players. Uh, you know, we had, a, you know, a wide out switch the ball. We don't switch ball the ball in our hand. You know, you can't yeah. catch it and then switch the ball because the guy who knocks it loose is the guy you don't see. And so Chris Bell picks him up. It's a huge play. And all of a sudden, Chris is, you know, getting after him for switching the ball. You know, Kai Thomas goes and dives into the end zone and reaches the ball over for the goal line. Well, we don't reach the ball for the goal line ever. That's not what we do. Fourth and goal or fourth and line, uh, fourth and game, a two-point play. Those are the only times we can reach the ball out. Right, because you see too many times you reach a ball out, goes in the end zone, it's a touchback. So Tanner Morgan picks up Kai Thomas and instead of celebrating him, he's giving him an earful <laughs> yeah. about reaching the ball over. Tanner was chasing the young backs all day. He was. It was he that was, was right behind him. I thought we were great. running like an option. Yeah. Like give it to him and then option it back. And to he's Tanner. making sure the ball gets back to the rev. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, well that just shows that, you know, people understand how again, most games I, I said this last week, most games are lost. I've said this since I've been the head coach, right? It, most games are lost on Saturdays. They're and, and most of the games that are won are lost lost less right rarely do you have teams win games so we take things that win games and we practice those those things in practice uh, that's the turnover margin that's explosive plays that's tackling and broken tackles those are the things that win and lose games and the execution of those things so uh, you know that we take that very seriously in our program that's why you see everybody handing the ball back to the official because if you ever come to a practice we do the same thing with our managers yep. and if something's tossed to a manager we stop practice Everything shuts down and address the issue. And I think some people can sit there and say, ah, it's not worth it anymore. I've been doing this nine years and ugh. But everything's treated like the first time and uh, very difficult to do uh, human nature wise. When did you come up with that to hand the ball back to the rev? I I've been meaning to ask you this probably for five years because Grimmer, you noticed it, I think, like the day after he was hired, the Western Michigan, the Cotton Bowl. He said they hand the ball back to the ref every yeah, I watched time. The Cotton Bowl. And, and we, we went and watched him. He said they do it every single time. So when did you think of that? When did you develop that? When did you implement that? When I was at Rutgers, there was a saying, the ball is the program, right? That's why I always say the ball is the program. And uh, Kirk Shiraka actually brought that from Delaware to Rutgers. And then we adopted it at Rutgers. And then, you know, I mean, when we came to Western Michigan, it was just like, listen, the ball's a program, period. And it's one thing to say it. It's, there's, whatever's in the team meeting room is really important, right? So in the team meeting room is row the boat, hyperculture, and the ball is the program. And then there's photos of those of what it actually looks like. And that's it. That's what's in our team meeting. It's a massive space. And those are the three things that are in there. We don't want to clog their mind. So... When the, the ball is the program, that's the number one thing. It truly is. So when you're carrying the ball, whether in practice or a game, everybody's job uh, is in your hand. And you have to have that much respect for the game and that much respect for the ball. So not that we're, we're perfect with it, but we strive to be. And, and just from the standpoint, though, that you hand it to the official, that just became part of the, 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 the culture of that? Or where did that idea Yeah, that was, I mean, that was just something that maybe I just took and made it extreme. I have, a <laughs> I, have a ten I have a tendency to do that a little bit, take something and say, ah, it's not good enough, let's go ahead and make it extreme, extremely good. 
And I think that was maybe the obsession with the ball. Of how, how can I, as a head coach, implement something culturally that truly values it on the field and, you know, in game day and in practice? And how, how can it carry over? And that's something that we are in control of. And so uh, that's been the expectation for nine years. There was a play where Tanner uh, was flushed from the pocket. He was tackled right by the sideline, and he got up. He had the ball in his hand still. He had to, he had to actually run like 15 yards back toward the center of the field. I think it was a fourth down, maybe hand the ball to the ref and then come out. But that's all part of the value of, of, of the football. Do not let that hit the ground. Yeah, don't let the ball. Don't let go of the ball, period. <laughs> don't let go of the ball. So simple. So you talked a little bit. Uh, well, you talked with me about it at halftime briefly, and you talked about it a little bit yesterday as well about what happened at the end of the half where there was the confusion with the officials. You don't have to talk about that again if you don't want to, but I'm curious because you weren't happy. I think that's pretty obvious. Anybody could see that you were frustrated. So when you get back into half, like how do you, I don't know if calm yourself down is the right word. How do you reset? How do you recenter and, and kind of get yourself back to maybe where you're not quite as angry about what's already happened? Does that make sense? Yeah, time. <laughs> uh, you know, Heather, Heather and I always have this saying, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, we're married and, and are married like all of you are married. And we always sit there and go, we wish we had a, we wish we had a, uh, like a microphone in the house to rewind or a tape recorder to rewind it. Because I think I said something and she thought she said something. Yep. I think that was a little bit of a case of I, I knew what I heard, but I must have heard something different. Um, because I had a timeout in my pocket. There's 19 seconds left. I was told that the clock would stop and would start on the snap but I guess I must have heard something else uh, because as the clock continued I kept saying the clock's running <laughs> and telling that's the clock's running the clock's running and I should have just banged the timeout it comes down to me double and triple checking however uh, there's a lot more communication that happens between officials and head coaches in situations like that and um, I have to be way better uh, than listening the first time so I have to <laughs> And maybe that's just how I'm trained at home. It's the first time is the only time I should hear it. So it's really Heather's fault. <laughs> dang, dang. I'm just kidding, by the way, just so everybody knows. She's smiling over there, so we're all good. We're all good. No, but it, it's, it, it, to, to be able to, you know, it's a, it's a really tense moment, and right. you can easily call the timeout, but I don't want to call the timeout and then waste the timeout if I was told what was going to happen is, is there's something wrong. I thought they were going to stop the play. Right. Right. And that was, that was the whole confusion on that. But again, that comes down to me. I'm in control of that. And uh, I didn't do well enough in that situation whatsoever. But I, I calmed down. Yeah, how long does that take? That's kind of what I'm asking. Because, like, you weren't calm by the time he, you got to me. He's still not calmed down. It doesn't yeah, sound like you're doing to me. Um, and even Heather came down in the second half and said. JG, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, how was PJ? How was PJ at halftime? He didn't look too happy. I said, best interview we've ever done. It was 13 seconds, three questions, and he was gone. It was tremendous. It gave us great content for the rest of our lives. So what are the next couple of minutes like? You know, because obviously you got to go in there. you got adjustments to make. You address the team. You've, it's not the first time you've been mad about something, but I, I'm just as a coach, I'm curious how you kind of go work through that. Well, right when I go into halftime, the first thing I do, our, our coaches go into separate areas. So our offense goes and meets, defense goes to meet, the, the coaches meet together. Uh, I don't meet with them yet. The first thing I do when I get in there is I, I address the team. And so, I, and so <laughs> I didn't take it out on the team. There's nothing to take out on. Right. I just told them it was my fault, my responsibility. Uh, and... After that, I said, we got to respond. I said, I'll respond, you'll respond, and, and put that one on me. Uh, I said, it's, and we we're going to probably kick a field goal anyway, so minus three points me, three are my fault, and uh, we got to respond. Then, you know, I go into my own spot before I even went to the coaches to calm down a little bit. It didn't take me that long because right. you just you put your oar back in the water and go. Um, but, it, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> we got to keep talking about it? No. That was the I, only thing I wanted to I, do. I do it. have a couple follow-ups. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we will take another break. We'll all calm down here, and we'll uh, have more of the show when we come back. It's Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield. Okay, forest animals. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ed Council. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and experiences connect through conversation, and it feels good. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together. Start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Learn more at Cheek and Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right, they can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back. It's Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, Grim and Guard with you here on the Gopher Radio Network. It's homecoming week, Minnesota and Bowling Green, Saturday, 11 o'clock to kick off. J.G. will greet you at 9 o'clock for the pregame show from uh, 3M Arena at Mariucci. We'll be uh, broadcasting from 9 o'clock on. There are tickets available starting at $20. Let's fill the place up. Gophersports.com or 1-800-U-Gopher. I want to thank, again, Sunbelt Business Advisors for sponsoring our show. You can visit Sunbelt minnesota.com time of possession coach 40 to 20 in that 30 to nothing win you mentioned uh what was it they had 44 defensive plays or uh, uh you, you guys ran 44 defensive plays it's amazing uh ball control and domination really and probably the key to the whole thing was both lines right it really was uh, i thought our guys played really well up front uh controlled the line of scrimmage and then when we were able to throw the ball i mean we were able to complete it and and uh, move the chain so uh, you know, ball control is really important to me, always has been. Uh, remember, I, I cut my teeth and a lot of our staff uh, in the Midwest, and not only that, you know, with Jim Tressel and learning how to be able to do all those things. And, you know, Greg Shiano was the same way. And, you know, so, I mean, that's just what you have to do, at least what I think you have to do to win here uh, and win consistently. And, you know, we, we got the right recruiting base for it. And, uh, you know, it's part of, you know, part of it's, the ball's a program. It's ball security. It, it's taking care of the ball creating long drives i'd love to score in one play every time just like everybody else uh but sometimes it's not it's not not that it's not necessary it's just it's not the most efficient way to win a game and you have to know your opponent you got to know yourself you got to know the environment and then you got to go out there and, and create uh and for us right now it's it's been able to we've been a little more run heavy but being a balanced offense means you have to do what it takes to win the game doesn't mean you run 50 percent and throw 50 percent balanced offenses mean you can win either way and as we continue to go through the year, we're going to have to win a lot more throwing the football at some point, right? And we just have been able to run the football and win. Uh, and we didn't win at Ohio State, but we felt that was the most effective way for us to, to make that game a lot shorter um, and, and get it to the fourth quarter. And we were. We just uh, weren't able to finish. So that's uh, just kind of our philosophy of what we believe. And, um, you know, we'll keep doing it. Well, I thought the first half was a perfect illustration of that. We talked about that post game where you ran the ball a lot. Every, didn't throw it a ton, but everyone was impactful. You had Chris Ottman-Bells down the sideline on third down. You had Dalen Wright. That was a pretty big one. That, to me, if you want to talk about balance, was almost a perfect balance of the first half. If you want to finish the drives, obviously, we can talk about that. But in terms of the drives, they looked pretty much exactly what you'd wanted them to look like probably that whole week, right? I mean, we knew we were going to get some man coverage. And, you know, we've been getting man coverage every single week. You know, people loading the box, playing man coverage. And we feel like we have really talented receivers. And, you know, we've been able to run the football to finish games and win games, which is great. But at some point, we're not going to be able to do that, right? And if people are going to play us in man coverage, we've got to win the one-on-one -on -one matchups. And I thought this week we did. We were able to do it, whether it was Dalen or whether it was Daniel Jackson or whether it was Crab. Uh, they were able to do that. So our tight ends, you know, gotten in the mix more in the run game than they actually did the pass game. But, you know, there are always viable options for us as well. I think Coke's playing at a high level, and so is Brevin Spanford. What is Coquif? We've talked a little bit about him, but he's a huge part of what you're doing. And he had that nice catch, too. As a wide receiver, what do you think of his catch? Using his hands, getting his feet in? That was pretty solid. It was really good. He, <laughs> he actually said, just keep throwing me the ball. <laughs> yeah. Given he's been beaten and, up on people all day, I mean, his hands were in pretty good shape there. I don't know. He showed how much I listened to him. <laughs> so how has he been in the running game? I mean, it he's seems been really like good. It's, what's he good at? What is he, how does he help you, I guess? He is like the ultimate football player. Yeah. You know, if you could, you could draw up somebody of who you want playing for the Gophers that's going to block for you, he is the ultimate. Uh, he's a very, very selfless person. Uh, he's roommates with Bailey Schoenfelder. I'm not sure if all of you remember Bailey, who's now in like UFC fighting and all that stuff. He's 2-0, and by the way, <laughs> uh, doing a great job. And uh, they're roommates still. And they're just tough, tough young men. Uh, very, Coe's incredibly intelligent, very smart. He's got a very bright future. Uh, but I think, I think he's going to play in the NFL. I mean, people forget about You don't have to go out there and catch 50 balls to do that. There's, there's NFL teams looking for people that can do what he does, and that's literally like put people on their backs over and over and over. He's tough. He's, 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 he's worked incredibly hard. He wants to be a strength coach when he grows up, when he grows up. <laughs> uh, so I, I told Coach Nickel, just, you know, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's, and never know when you're going to be replaced by Coach Keefe. So, uh, he, but Coe is... Co is the ultimate, like you would think he's going to be a strength coach one day. He fits all that mold, and he's just a tough football player. He's really intelligent, knows our system inside and out, and he does this, the, the dirty work for everyone else to be able to have the light shined on them. And 
that's that's the ultimate sacrifice in football. When you got those big guys up front, they create space for the running backs. And you mentioned in the show last week that you we were maybe going to get to see if a few more guys get an opportunity. And uh, boy, I guess did we? Uh, obviously, we know what Trey Potts can do. He's been putting it down now for uh, over a year. But it was fun to see two guys get their first carries and and have an impact with Kai Thomas and uh, Bucky Irving. Yeah, I, I told you a little bit about, um, you know, we call him Bucko. We, we, we don't say Bucky in our building, so uh, we go with Bucko. And Muhammad invented that, so um, he calls him Bucko. Uh, but, you know, he's a really dynamic player, true freshman, and he just got here. You know, I mean, he just got here in June, and, you know, he's, he's going to be a really special player for us. Uh, he's speed to power. He's really strong. He's got incredible vision. Uh, he made a play. We have what we call Sunday night football. And what happens is we play our game on Saturday, then we come back and we practice on Sunday. But the guys who played in the game, they kind of do a little bit of indie. Then they go through like what, like like a stretching type type deal. And uh, so they get done with that. But then we we scrimmage and we actually practice the young guys who didn't play in the game. And uh, you know, Bucky made a run of about 80 yards and made about seven people miss and finished it. And at that point, said, "All right, Bucky's done with this. You know, Bucko's going to now play in the games." Uh, and I think everybody saw it. Uh, and we were able to see it earlier. And then Kai Thomas, you know, he's a bigger back. He, he, he gives you a little bit of that, you know, heavier head, uh, you know, plays good with the shoulders, uh, you know, going forward and pad level. But these are two freshmen that are going to be here for a long time. They're going to play a lot of football. And technically, Trey Potts is still a freshman. So right. uh, we got some young backs. And, uh, you know, Cam Wiley's still there. And Bryce Williams is still there. Uh, and then we'll continue to, to recruit the, the way we do. But you need a lot of backs. And Glenn Mason said it best. I mean, he, you know, I mean, Glenn said it. You need a pair and a spare. But these days, the way we play, and you need a pair and spare. And like I said before, you need the air to fill the pair and the spare back up. <laughs> and uh, we're doing everything we can to, to create the most depth we can at the running back position. What's the most challenging part, I guess, for young running backs to see the field or get on the field? Because I'm sure most of them can run, right? They're running backs. So are there other things that go into to making sure they're ready to go? Well, I think in every area, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I think there's, you know, that, that, that physical component where you haven't really been in a Big Ten strength program for more than, th you know, two months, three months, and it's very difficult. I mean, these guys are big, strong, fast, hitting you all the time. The emotional part of being able to overcome the kind of the freshman you know, uh, the freshman roadblocks that everybody has. Because yeah, everybody hits the wall. I'm sure all of you remember hitting a wall, being homesick. Uh, freshmen do the same thing on our football team. And then the mental part of just knowing the entire offense. Not only that, throwing pass protection. I think pass protection is one of the hardest things to do as a young player in, in the running back position. I think a lot of guys can run with the football, but, you know, can you pass pro? You know, you can't just be the only guy that's in there. Oh, he's coming in the game. They're going to hand the ball to him. Right. Uh, there's a lot of tendencies that way. So pass pro, I would say, in the, in the game of football is a little more difficult than uh, pretty much everything else. All right, let's take our final break. We'll have our final segment coming up. We want to thank Teo Porto. He's our producer. Jared Wells, our on-site engineer. Paul Rovnak in charge of communications. And also, as always, we want to thank Sunbelt Business Advisors. We're from the Tipsy Steer in High Pines in Roseville. Let's go for Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield. Becoming America's best-selling brand means you never settle. Like the Ford F-150, completely rebuilt from the ground up to be smarter and tougher than ever. Or the Ford Bronco Sport, with a legacy that can't be broken. The entire Bronco family is designed, engineered, and built for adventure. Plus, Ford's complete lineup of SUVs gives you the power, style, and space you need for life on the go. Go to buyfordnow.com or contact your local Northland Ford dealer for exclusive offers on the perfect Ford for you. Sales come based on calendar year sales. Preparation is the key to success on game day. And like your favorite gophers on the field, you need to be ready right from the opening kickoff. Senex has your pregame routine covered. We've got your salty snacks, your sweet treats, ice-cold beverages to wash them down, and fresh tanks of propane to fire up the grill. Fuel your fandom at your local Senex station. Gopher pride, powered locally. Thrivent and the Gophers are partnering again this year in the annual initiative Heart for Hunger to feed 60,000 families at Thanksgiving through the Union Gospel Mission. Gopher fans can support this cause by making an online donation at ugmtc.org slash h4h. That's ugmtc.org slash h4h. You are making a difference. Do you have time to connect today?
When it comes to home renovation or project cleanup, Waste Management's Bagster Bag is one strong receiver. The Bagster Dumpster in a Bag can hold up to 3,300 pounds of debris. That's about the weight of the entire Golden Gophers first team offense plus three cheerleaders. The Bagster Bag is just the right size for kitchen and bathroom remodels or basement and garage cleanups. And it can cost 50% less than renting a full-size dumpster, making it the perfect solution for your next project. To make the Bagster Bag part of your cleanup playbook, visit thebagster.com. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Our final segment, Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, Mike Grimm, and Justin Gard with you. We're at Tipsy Steer and High Pines in Roseville along with the head coach. Uh, it's Bowling Green this weekend, 11 o'clock. The kickoff tickets available at gophersports.com. It's homecoming. Uh, we'll take air at 9 a.m. And, Coach, um, you, you had an interesting co uh, uh, comparison on homecoming yesterday during your uh, news conference about how um, you let the other people pick out which uh, kind of punch to, uh, you know, to serve at the uh, homecoming coming dance your job is to win the football game well the funny thing is our players that come in that have not been in college before think there's a dance <laughs> they, they think there's a dance and who do I have to ask to the homecoming dance I've literally been asked that question um, you know but it's other and that's what everybody says homecoming is wonderful it's it's wonderful for all of you right enjoy homecoming it's about you we have a job to do though right and our job is to go out and play the best football we can play and that is our focus. It's not to match our cummerbund to our date's dress <laughs> and make sure. Do we even have cummerbunds? I'm sure they don't. They're huh? probably back in style. I think they've been oh, out yeah? of style a while. I think they're probably back. Anyway, yeah. well, that's not our job. Our job is to make sure we prepare, go perform, and, th and then enjoy the homecoming festivities of whatever it is after a game. But 
Not before. Uh, those are those are external distractions. No offense for the you know the 150 people that are inside our organization, uh, but uh, homecomings for people to come home. Our players are already home. They're already there, right? <laughs> so th th this this isn't about coming home. They're already home, and they have a responsibility and a job to do and prepare for it. And uh, I know they're going to do that, and they did a good job of that today so far. So as you prepare for Bowling Green. What stands out? It sounds like anything goes with them offensively. It seems like one of those teams where you have to be ready for almost anything at any time. Anything, you know. And, and listen, they got a really good quarterback. They got a bunch of transfers in, um, but you know they'll, they'll throw a lot of trick plays out there, uh, a lot, uh, and a lot of screens, double passes, reverses. Uh, they do a lot of it, and they they kind of reach from a lot of different spots, and they execute it. And you know, we just got to play our best defense and, and focus. We got a really good game plan. Uh, so we're going to do everything we can to execute that. And then defensively, they got a really good secondary. Uh, they got some transfers in uh, that, that played a lot of football in other places and, and very, very talented players. Uh, but again, they run a little bit of an odd defense, a little bit more of kind of a 3-3 three, three stack, a little odd, uh, which, is, which is pretty unique. So uh, we've got, we, which is different than what we faced the first three weeks. So we, we've got our, our work cut out for us. But again, it, it all falls back on us. We have to play better. Uh, we have to play sound football. We have to play our winning style of football no matter who we play. And that's the expectation is to be better than we were last week. When, when there are potential trick plays and maybe multiple trick plays, how as a, as a coach do you try to, one, prepare? I suppose there's some on tape. Maybe there's something you're not uh, expecting that they might run for the first time ever. So in terms of you know making sure the defense, is it just to be man your assignments is that the assignment so to speak yeah do your job it's simple just do your job you know um you know if we've got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback you know they, they get the ball out of their hands so quickly whether it's screens or quick game or ball down the field taking a shot uh they don't allow you to get to the quarterback very often uh very similar to what miami ohio did so uh we've got we're going to learn from that game a lot apply those things we learned uh, from that game into this game and uh you know do everything we can to to find a way to be one to know. Homecoming's about the alums, but you do a lot of stuff with alumni, including the morning of the game, right, with your captain's breakfast. And it took a while for me to ask him. You found the guy from Edina, Carl Mecklenburg. So once you bring the Edina guy in, I'm all about the captain's breakfast. But <laughs> he's you know, obviously a Bronco for a long time, lives out in the Denver area now. Just a really cool guy. I've actually gotten to meet him a couple of times. But what was it like to have him address your team in that context? Because I know he's talked a couple of times before. Yeah, he's done it before. But to be able to do it in his place where he, you know, where he won a Super Bowl and, and did all the things he did, you know, I mean, it was it was good to come to his home, uh, you know, where he lives now and be able to do that. Uh, not only that, I mean, Mike Nolan, who was my head coach when I played for the Niners, he was also at the game. Yeah, because uh, he lives in Denver. And so he coached Carl Mecklenburg, which was kind of cool to have that connection there. Uh, but, you know, Carl's just an ultimate gopher. I mean, one of the most uh, successful gophers of all time, one of the most historic gopher, gophers of all time. And, you know, he just talked about just the love of the, the love of the game and how to play the game the right way. And. Uh, what he did as an overachiever and that's we have a room full of overachievers so it was a perfect message for us that day and we're just glad we got the victory for him because I know that that was a special moment for him uh, as well as our players um, and it was also fun because just the fact of the road trip it was a, a cool road trip and it lead me into asking you about scheduling we got a couple minutes here um, and with this alliance the ACC and the big uh, or the Pac-12 and different things um, how do you foresee scheduling shaking out because I know uh, you know fans love to travel coaches may have a different agenda when they're trying to schedule sometimes <laughs> I don't care I, I like travel <laughs> <laughs> we all do so what, what do you think in terms of how, how scheduling may shake out and is some of it might be handled to you by by the leagues right yeah I, I think that you know with the with the alliance of the pac-12 the acc and the big 10 i think scheduling is going to change in the future right i mean even some games that are already booked i mean some somehow some way those games have to change so uh, you know it, it, scheduling is really strange i mean when i got here i mean I'm scheduling games that are like 15 years in advance. Right. Uh, and I might not even, you know, I mean, shoot, hopefully I'm still coaching in 15 years, right? But, you know, you're, you're scheduling games that maybe you, only, you won't even see, right? But that's how scheduling works in terms of way ahead. And there's games scheduled already for 2030, uh, 2035. I mean, so when I got here, there's a lot of, I don't think the scheduling from what we actually schedule will actually kick in for another few years. So it's just how scheduling works and the TV contracts and getting ahead of all that and finding people to actually play. And now with the, the alignment, I'm, I'm really not sure how that affects. I don't know how to answer that question. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't know how that will affect the games that are intact right now. But based on what everybody's done, it's, it's got to change. Well, we learned last year. You can change the schedule as often as you want, right? With COVID, you yeah. can have an eight-game schedule, a nine-game yeah. schedule. You can 
not play a team, you can play them in three weeks. You have the ability to switch it. Yeah, there's buyouts in there. I mean, there's contracts, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's buyouts and contracts all the time. So, I mean, it's, I'm sure it will, it will change. It can change. And, uh, you know, it's inevitable, I'm sure. What won't change, we hope, is that there's a game Saturday at 11 o'clock against Bowling Green, and we'll see you at the uh, stadium. Yeah, that won't change. It's going to be a beautiful day. Look forward to seeing everybody on game day. Row the boat, Sky Imago Gophers. Thanks. All right, there he is, the head coach, P.J. Fleck. We'll take air at 9, kickoff 11 from Huntington Bank Stadium. Tickets available at 1-800-U-Gopher and gophersports.com. For the head coach, P.J. Fleck and Justin Gard, I'm Mike Krim. This has been Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield. Visit the University of Minnesota bookstores and discover the area's largest selection of U of M and Golden Gopher apparel and novelties for fans of all ages. From the latest fashions to traditional favorites, the University of Minnesota bookstore is your one-stop shop. See what's in store for you. Visit the University of Minnesota bookstore at Kauffman Memorial Union in the heart of the U of M campus or shop online at bookstores.umn.edu. And never miss a sale. Subscribe to the Gopher fan favorites email list. You'll be glad you did. Hey, it's Garzy for Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Affinity Plus was recently named the number one credit union in the state by Forbes magazine for 2021. They are your local statewide credit union and proud to serve you. Whether you choose in-person banking at a branch, video banking at home, or mobile banking on the go, Affinity Plus is there for you wherever and however you want to do your banking. To learn more and find a location near you, visit affinityplus.org. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. On the Gopher Sports Network, from Learfield, live from Tipsy Steer and High Pines, on County Road C and Snelling, this has been Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Also brought to you by Cary Limousine, delivering distinct transportation services. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.